his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hello, fellow patriots, fellow occupants of the basket of deplorables. Great to have you along. Here we go. Getting underway with the fourth and final hour on Tuesday, the bonus hour on the Bobby Mack Show. And as always, your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. All you have to do is uh, give me a call. Use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063. Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307. And my email address, bob at 1063word.com. In on the text line, Bobby, to be known as a survivor of Action Park, something of a badge of honor among New Jersey kids now in their 50s. It was a rite of passage that makes hazing pale in comparison. I bet. Bobby, uh, back in the day, living in Norfolk, Virginia, we had Ocean View Amusement Park. Talking about roller coasters, when you rode that thing, you could see bolts flying off into the air. Just saying. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that, uh, that must have been quite an experience. So as we, uh, as we get underway, uh, tomorrow, by the way, on the program, uh, I'm going to be having a special guest on the show in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. And um, we're going to be talking about uh, a, a piece that appeared today uh, on, uh, on uh, the uh, website uh, from uh, a, a group that, that I have uh, been in contact with before. There was a, a, an op-ed that was posted in uh, The Hill, uh, thehill.com website today. It was written by uh, Luke Wake. He is one of the attorneys for the Pacific Legal Foundation. And he was talking about uh, how reasonable people can debate about the best response to COVID-19. COVID but one thing that we all should agree on is that governors need to have limits put on their powers. Uh, he, he wrote in the op-ed, we see continuing autocratic rule by our governors with no end in sight. They continue to micromanage the economy and meddle in our personal lives mandating school and business closures, restricting short-term rentals, prohibiting salons from, op from operating indoors, requiring face masks, and much, much more, making a mockery of the rule of law and separation of powers. But the greatest danger is that these unconstrained assertions of emergency power will set a precedent that governors and who knows presidents 
will use in concentrating their power for years to come. So tomorrow on uh, the program, uh, Luke Wake, uh, who wrote the op-ed, uh, is going to be my guest uh, in the 5 o'clock hour of the show. And, and I bring that up as a preface to this from uh, the Zero Hedge website today. As Massachusetts and Virginia lead the country in a push toward mandatory vaccinations for both COVID-19 and the flu, which public health experts worry uh, could make the current COVID-19 outbreak even worse, a large group of protesters converged outside the Massachusetts State House in Boston, holding signs that read things like, unavoidably unsafe, my child, my choice, parents call the shots, and I am not a threat. Uh, the picture of another one that says flu shots, mandatory, unsafe, our choices. The protest was inspired by an August the 19th announcement, and I mentioned this at the time, you may remember it, that flu immunizations will be required for all children ages six months or older who are attending Massachusetts childcare, preschool, kindergarten, or K through 12 schools. In other words, children must be vaccinated or else. Full-time undergraduate students and grad students under 30 will also be required to uh, get the vaccine. Activists insist that informed and voluntary consent is a basic human right. The flu vaccine should not be a mandate. It should be a choice, said uh, Jessica Marchant during a TV interview. Others have accused state officials of taking advantage of the fear caused by the virus. I think parents are vulnerable right now. They need their kids to go to school, and they backed us into a corner. Taryn uh, Prohl told WCVB, we feel like we have to just comply or re rearrange our whole lives and homeschool our children. Health experts have warned of a brutal twin-demic caused by the flu circulating alongside SARS, while COVID-19 most seriously affects older adults, children are much more vulnerable to the regular flu. Meantime, the uh, guy who is not even a doctor, uh, the director of the World Health Organization, uh, Tedros, uh, said that uh, the organization's latest Tuesday virtual news conference from their headquarters in Geneva that, quote, no country can just pretend the pandemic is over as governments around the world ease social distancing restrictions and start to send children back to the classroom. So he's, he's driving up the paranoia again. It's just the latest example of uh, Dr. Tedros uh, implicitly criticizing President Trump and his handling of the outbreak here in the U.S. after Trump recently insisted that the virus is under control despite flare-ups in some Sunbelt uh, Sun states. The more control countries have over the virus, the more they can open up. Isn't that an interesting way of phrasing it? The more control countries have over the virus? 
Opening up without having control is a recipe for disaster. It's not one size fits all. It's all or nothing. Uh, You know, of course, that uh, President Trump is now relying more on the advice of uh, Dr. Scott Atlas, who is a herd immunity guy, than he is, what was his name again? Oh, yeah, Dr. Fauci. Uh, Dr. Tedros described four essential things that communities and individuals must do, uh, prevent amplifying events, um, reduce deaths by protecting vulnerable groups. Yeah, you mean like Cuomo did in uh, New York with sending COVID-infected seniors, mandating that they go from hospitals to nursing homes, knowing they were infected? Third, individuals must play their part by taking the measures we know work to protect others, uh, wearing a mask, blah, blah, blah. So he goes on from there. Uh, The president, who has a presidential election to win on November 3rd, has continued to push headlines about breakthrough treatments uh, and a stream of optimistic vaccine headlines as a way to pump markets and boost optimism among increasingly exasperated consumers. Uh, Dr. Tedros's remarks come as, a, uh, as more public health experts, including the former head of the FDA, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, have been slamming the president for flirting with a new strategy of herd immunity. Yeah, I reference you back to uh, Tedros's comment about uh, the more control we have, uh, the better off uh, we'll be. Yeah, right. Quarter after six here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a, a quick break here and then be right back with more as we cruise on here into the final hour of the Bobby Mac Show on Tuesday on WORD. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back. 21 after 6. We're in the uh, final hour of the Bobby Mac Show, the bonus hour here on Tuesday. I just got a a heads up here in my email. Uh, Bobby, the $600 million from the feds in the plutonium lawsuit to go to the state general fund. More money for our famous state official dippers, especially the money suckers in the highways department, the SC. 
DOT. How much repair work do you think could be done on, on South Carolina? Roads, bridges, highways uh, with $600 million? Yeah, I know. Rhetorical question. To the phones we go. Let's uh, bring in Joe. He is in Spartanburg. Hi, Joe, and welcome to the Bobby Mack Show. Hey, Bobby Mack, first-time caller. Aha. Second one, second one today, Joe. So here's a little welcoming cowbell for you. Nice. Thank you, Money Penny. <laughs> Been, been listening a long time the first time. Hey, I just got two comments on this mass boarding uh, deal is, is stinks. Yeah, the, uh, the mail-in uh, stuff? The mail-in voting. It would be a catastrophe. Yes. My wife and I spent uh, a small check to the Trump campaign over two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It was not cleared to bank yet. And if they can't take care of a check in two weeks, what are they going to do to millions of votes? There's a fair question. I mean, it's, it's just going to be terrible. Yeah, you know, the the piece, I'm sorry, go ahead, Joe. Well, this one thing I'd like to see them do, maybe I hadn't heard, is, you know, we're getting the kids back in school. Right. And we're letting them go by their uh, last name. Mm-hmm. Was A through LM. How come we can't extend voting for three days and do voting the same way, or either do it by age? Yeah. So that we'll have... Uh, spread out and not everybody at one point you know somebody sent a text message earlier joe and suggested disenfranchising everyone and then have everyone who is uh, oh i don't know say an american citizen who is qualified to vote re-sign up uh with voter id and then the poll the uh, we would know that everybody who is actually showing up to vote at the polls was the individual who they claim to be that, that would work, too, because uh, you will have some that bypass it somehow. Yeah. But that would give us a little more affinity in doing it that way. Did you so happen to— I just to... wanted to pass that on because uh, back when, uh, before we were talking about the, Dem- the Republicans voting in the Democrat primary. Right. And I was, I was kind of against—I was for it, but against it because I mm-hmm. didn't want them to vote for— for Biden, because see what it did for Biden, it just moved him out front. Right. And if I'd have done that, I'd have voted for the one that was the weakest character on, on the board. Yeah, me too. And uh, I think that was a mistake. And so I just wanted to throw this other one out about maybe extending it three days of voting by. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I appreciate the suggestion, Joe. And uh, thanks for being a first time, a first time caller. And uh, don't be a stranger. Uh, I've enjoyed right? you for years. In fact, uh, I was up in Washington when you were a teenager up there. Wow. I lived in Arlington. (laughs) Yeah. I'm an old-timer. Long ago and far away. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Good to hear from you, my friend. Thank you. You bet. My pleasure. Uh, I I mentioned earlier uh, the article that was in the New York Post on Saturday and Fox News picked up on and and carried some coverage on. But the the methodology uh, that these people use for stealing elections uh, is... is, uh, Pretty simple, really, when you stop and think about it, because uh, there were a number of ways to do it. Number one, uh, you can have a Postal Service employee who uh, happens to work in a district that, let's just assume, is heavily Republican. And so you uh, drop your mail-in ballot in the, in the mailbox, and the, uh, the Postal Service employee, who may be paid off by the other party, or who may just be 
ideologically driven uh, to do it, uh, takes your mail-in ballot and then drops it in the trash so it never gets in. Another way, uh, and this one's a famous, they, they go to senior citizens' homes and uh, uh, in a supposed effort to assist uh, the older voters, uh, suggest that they help them fill out their ballot and then they fill it out for them uh, the way that the person filling it out wants it filled out. Uh, another way is by stealing uh, the, the ballots that, that are mailed out at random because the ballot itself uh, has no watermark, uh, no, no way of identifying it. So these people can take a legitimate ballot, uh, run it through a copy machine, and you can make as many ballots as you want. Now, the difference is the envelope that the mail-in ballot comes in does have some kind of, of uh, watermark or other identification that provides some security. But they get around that as well because they go around and they steal mail-in ballots that are mailed out, steam open the envelope, put in their own fake ballot, reseal it, and mail it off. And those are just a few of the ways that they go about doing it. The ballot harvesting that they did in California, uh, they just go door to door with ballots. Hey, you, you know, have you voted? Uh, yeah, well, vote again. Here you go. <laughs> you know, it's ridiculous. Uh, but uh, the, these people are serious about this. Um, in fact, both campaigns have now uh, enlisted armies of lawyers. Uh, the November president, this is from the Washington Times, the November presidential election poised to become the most litigated vote in recent history, according to a former federal election honcho. The 2020 election might be Bush versus Go, uh, Gore on steroids, said Michael Toner, former chairman of the FEC. President Trump and uh, Joe Biden's campaigns have enlisted armies of volunteer lawyers in battleground states and swing districts to fight out close calls on Election Day. Both sides have uh, already uh, signed up uh, attorneys willing to assist them. Uh, Biden boasted already has 600 lawyers on hand. It's not unusual for campaigns to have a large number of volunteer workers and lawyers across the country to aid one candidate over another. This year's election fight, however, is also being waged over the expected flood of mail-in ballots because of the pandemic. Lawyers typically work alongside political operatives at polling places and can object to giving ballots to those they don't think meet legal qualifications to vote. The lawyers get training before the election so they know the grounds for objections. Hans von Spakovsky, who's also been a guest on this show, manager of the Election Law Reform Initiative at the Heritage Foundation, said Biden's reporting hiring of 600 lawyers this early in the campaign is unusual. Uh, the advocates, uh, nearly two dozen lawsuits pending, filed by liberal groups dealing with states' requirements for mail-in ballots. In fact, we have one of those uh, raging here in South Carolina right now that uh, the courts have yet to rule on. Uh, when we come back on the other side, today's edition of ATF, and in the heat and humidity of uh, early September, uh, we'll gaze down the road at what the winter may look like, according to Farmer's Almanac. 
Be right back on the other side. 629 here on the Bobby Mack Show on Tuesday on WORD. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. 6.36. Boy, I, I hate it uh, when, when I hear a story like this. Uh, in my email this afternoon, uh, Bobby, both of my elderly in-laws just passed away one week apart. They had been healthy and doing well at ages 87 and 95. Then came the lockdowns in the senior independent living facility. They literally did not go out the door for months. Meals were no longer served in the dining room, but were dropped off at their door. They didn't like the food, so they simply didn't eat. They were not getting any exercise or fresh air or good food. The few people in and out of their apartment didn't report any decline to anyone, but perhaps those masks kept them from seeing what was happening. Uh, When my father-in-law started falling and getting injured, Then the uh, family finally was able to get involved. He had turned 96 and was now very thin and frail. We got the move to an assisted living facility, again, locked in, only seeing masked caretakers, not being able to get fresh air or exercise. Within three weeks, both came down with COVID. My mother-in-law was sent to another facility specifically for COVID patients, She was doing well. My father-in-law, a World War II combat vet, was sent to the ER. 
They were going to send him back to the assisted living while awaiting the results of the COVID test. Thankfully, his doctor was a family friend and got him admitted to the hospital. His body was so weakened from the lockdown that he was having a difficult time fighting COVID, but boy, was he determined to recover. Then my mother-in-law had a sudden heart attack, no prior heart problems, and passed away. Exactly one week later, he passed away. Yes, they both had COVID. Yes, everyone who came near them for the past five months were wearing masks. Obviously, those masks don't work, but their bodies were so weakened and they were so distressed from not seeing family or being able to do anything that they succumbed to the virus. Had they simply been given the hydroxy and allowed to move around and see people, we wouldn't be burying them both this week. I am uh, saddened and uh, prayerful, prayerful for you uh, in your loss. Boy, that is, that is so sad. Uh, okay, uh, let's, uh, let's go ahead and uh, uh, crank out uh, ATF here on Tuesday. I think we're ready to go. Here is uh, Gary Goodboys. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, Bob McClain presents Amazing, Amazing, True, True Facts. Thank you, Gary. And uh, joined for ATF, as I usually am, by at least one of the Bobettes. Miss Moneypenny is here. I don't think uh, little Annie is with us this time. Is that right, Moneypenny? She is not. Yeah, I think uh, she is working on the news. In any event, uh, Moneypenny is along. Well, if you've ever been to the State Fair of Texas, as they say down there in the Lone Star State, it's bigger than Dallas. It is legendary as well for its fried food. This year, they will only be offering it as a drive through event, of course. But you can uh, even pre-buy packages that include things like deep-fried Oreos. Which are yum, really good. <laughs> and sausage on a stick. There you go. Guy in Missouri reported for jury duty last week, but refused to wear a mask. So the judge put him in jail for contempt of court. And while he was there, the jail had a 55-person coronavirus outbreak. Good move, Judge. No word on if he caught it or not. And uh, I don't know if you've seen what's going on in Australia, but it is absolutely incredible. A video of a young girl being choked and wrestled to the ground uh, by a, a, a police officer because she was not wearing a mask outdoors. And the list goes on and on of the abuses we're seeing over there. Um, so many people are locked in, in staying home in Australia, and as a result, snakes have taken over the country once again, and uh, lots of the snakes out in full force are deadly. Doesn't Australia have the most deadly snakes anywhere? I believe that if they don't, uh, they're in the top two. Okay. And I can tell you that Southeast Asia has uh, more than their share as well. Speaking of uh, deadly things in nature, a group of some 40 Coast Guard shipmates were, uh, easy for me to say, 40 Coast Guard shipmates were swimming in the South Pacific when a shark started approaching. Shark, shark. Uh, somebody on the boat had to fire shots 
in the shark's vicinity to keep it away. It worked. Uh, nobody, fortunately, including the shark, was harmed. Here's what it sounded like. Heading for the bow. Turn it back. Get on board. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, get down and the swimmers. And uh, in a paraphrase on the old joke, uh, you don't have to outswim the shark. You only have to outswim the Coast Guardsman next to you. <laughs> Finally, uh, a little uh, Happy Gilmore musical reference here. Yeah, Happy Gilmore fans will uh, recognize House of Pain's Jump Around from the soundtrack. There's been a huge golf boom because of the uh, pandemic. In July, National Golf Foundation saw a 20% increase in the number of rounds played compared to last year. And by the way, if you saw the finish of the uh, BMW on Sunday... Uh, Dustin Johnson gets to the 72nd, that is the 18th hole, and uh, has to make a 40-plus foot putt that breaks a couple of different ways to force a playoff. Boom! It's in. So he and John Rahm go back and play 18 again in the playoff, and Rahm tops DJ by making a 60-foot putt to win the tournament. You can do that, right, Bobby? <laughs> yeah, maybe six-inch putt, 60 feet. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, close your eyes, hit it, and hope. And uh, finally, people are streaming more and more these days. People cutting the cord. Major networks now playing catch-up to the early streaming companies. And with spending so much time at home, the Bobby Mac semi-professional players point out, all you have to do is stream. Stream, 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 stream. Schools are closing. Not much good news, but I've got Wi-Fi and lots of booze whenever I'm not Zooming. All I have to do is stream, 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 stream. Netflix and chill, Hulu if you will, Peacock and Disney Plus too. Wait, there's more. More? Yes, more. Amazon Prime, HBO Max. And throw in a little YouTube. What's Peacock? Stream. Stream, stream, stream. What's on television tonight on the other channels? You can't not watch. There you go. Little uh, musical tribute to streaming, which uh, a lot of people are into. They said Money Penny has been streaming for How a while. How long have you been streaming, Money For Penny? a while. Yeah, a while. What's funny is. In that song, he listed everyone I use, but I don't know what Peacock is. <laughs> That's the uh, new NBC one. Okay. So don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there you go. There's an ATF for today. 14 before 7 here on the Bobby Mack Show. What's in store for us this winter? What the uh, Farmer's Almanac forecasts.
next. Welcome back. Ten before seven here on the Bobby Mack Show. In the closing minutes of the bonus hour on Tuesday, Texter has it absolutely right. Money from the feds is money from the taxpayers. Governments don't have any money, only the money they steal from us. Uh, Texter says, Bobby, Governor McMaster should be ashamed of himself. That's all I got right now because at the moment I am furious. Bobby, I find it funny that Sleepy Joe always gives Trump a piece of his mind when he doesn't have any to spare. Gotcha. I swear, Bob, I always check the wires on the network news. All three said that Kyle Rittenhouse shot three peaceful anti-fascist protesters. What a load of crap. And one, NBC, stated that Trump was making this up about Democrat cities and their expert was some Prius driver, former analyst at Langley. Man, it's a full-on nonstop fight. And I sound like a crazy person because I catch myself yelling back at the TV. I can't be the only one. You are not. Okay, in the midst of the heat and humidity, winter is coming apparently with a vengeance. The Farmer's Almanac recently released its extended forecast for the upcoming winter season, which shows it could be brutally cold and snowy for much of the country. Based on our time-tested formula, the forecast for the upcoming winter looks a lot different from last year, quite divided with some intense cold snaps and so a snowfall, said the editor Peter Geiger. According to the forecast, those who live in the northern half of the country should get ready for extended bouts of cold. Long-range forecasts are calling for normal to below normal temperatures in areas from the Great Lakes and Midwest, stretching westward over the northern and central plains and into the Rockies. Uh, for the southeastern part of the United States, their map shows chilly and showery. While the Northeast saw barely any snow last winter, the Farmer's Almanac predicting something very different for the upcoming season. Uh, they say the big cities in the Northeast could see a blizzard uh, at least once. Coastal areas along the West Coast, rainy and wet areas in between, uh, dubbed by the periodical as the crazy in-between with periods of tranquil and then stormy weather. Some of the regions that could see the stormiest weather stretch from the Tennessee and lower Ohio River valleys up through New England, where storms could line up and bring wintry mix throughout the season. 
Farmers Almanac says it's base, it bases its long-range forecast on a mathematical and astronomical formula developed in 1818. It's not to be confused with the old Farmer's Almanac, billed as the oldest periodical in North America. Uh, they are calling for a light winter for much of the U.S. with warmer-than-normal temperatures for a large part of the country. In fact, looking at uh, the Old Farmer's Almanac map, uh, they are showing the southeastern part of the United States back through Arkansas, Louisiana, as not so cold and not so wet. Uh, you can uh, get a copy of the 2021 Old Farmer's Almanac, now available in stores and online as well. This is 2020. Anything yeah. goes. Yeah. Well, geez. God, how true. I mean, you know, uh, roll the dice and uh, hope that we're not looking at uh, snake eyes. You know what we need to do, Money Penny? Uh, uh, at some point, we need to go back and get last year's Old Farmer's Almanac and, and see just how close they were. You know, it would uh, it would be interesting to see. Um uh, Texter says, uh, Bobby, I think Australia has the most deadly critters, period. Yeah. Who knows? You could get kicked to death by a bloody roo. <laughs> That's it for today. Have a, a great evening. See you tomorrow. God bless. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone.